0: Welcome back to Equal Time Soccer. I'm Mark Provrotsky from the world famous Blackheart Bar. I'm in the black box theater of the lounge. That's what I call it when I have the curtains drawn. We're lucky today uh, to be, we're wrapping up really the college season. I wanna say thank you to Patreons for everyone who supported this fall. Matt's been traveling. I've been covering more from home, but we'll have D1 wrap up pieces, D2 pieces, and your money and your support helps us with that. So thank you. Like the show we have today, we're, we're talking to the Minnesotan who made the deepest run, you you have to say made the biggest flash in the tournament this year, a forward for the Penn State Nittany Lions, All Big Ten this year, Caitlin McBean, welcome.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Caitlin, coming in, we it's, we always give a little bit of a break, except when the season ends, you're like, we don't want to talk, you know, we don't want you to have to talk about your season two days after um, the tournament wrap. So, um, but looking back now, I mean, obviously, for you, we'll talk about the team as well, but for you personally, hitting farm at the right time, having four goals, four assists, and then in four games in the tournament. So just, I mean, how did that feel for you personally, just to be able to have that output then when you dream of having it?
1: Um, personally, I think it's very rewarding. I mean, my first two years of college, obviously I was injured. So I think being able to finally step up in this way for my team felt great. Um I obviously couldn't have done it without my teammates who supported me the whole way and then set me up for success um but yeah no it feels great to be able to step up in the way that i did
0: yeah you mentioned it i mean you had kind of i mean you the longest wait like you know as long a wait as you could really have because what you were a first year in 2020 Mm -hmm. so you were in that classic class of who had to be a first year the so wouldn't wish it on anybody. I would have failed college if that was my first year, 100%. So yeah, first year, that that's already tough. Everyone knows that, that year, all the players, and just to be in college your first year. And then you're hurt the next two years. How did those, when, do the, when did the injuries occur? Like, talk to us about that. When you, when you got injured, when you're like, finally we get to play, 2021.
1: Yeah, my timing was actually really tough because, so we had a spring season in, 2021. So yeah. it, the 2020 season got pushed back to 2021. Mm-hmm. I tore my ACL 2 weeks before the season started. Yeah. And in the so spring. the timing, yeah, in the spring. So the timing actually was my surgery was in February. So then I was out for sophomore season as well just cuz the 9 months goes through that. <laughs> yeah. So my timing was probably the worst. Yeah, yeah. School. yeah, <laughs> um, <but> yeah <laughs> so I had my ACL for basically freshman season and sophomore season. Just yeah. because of how the timing worked out.
0: Yeah. Well, it's. I mean, I'm. I, I can't imagine the challenge of that. I mean, in that you you did get to play last year, right? Yeah. And to, I mean, you played, but of course, working back from an ACL, and then it's a very good team. They have a lot of good players, so you have yeah. to earn um, that spot, you know. But mm-hmm. that so I'm wondering if there was a time this year you were playing more early in the year, you scored some goals. Was there a time that you? felt like a level of indication of like I'm at I'm at I'm at a place I've been hoping to be when I was sitting there injured I was picturing what it's gonna look like and how I'm gonna feel and then did you feel that sometime this year
1: yeah I think the first time I kind of like felt a glimpse of it was after our like West Virginia TCU weekend yeah um that was the first game that I started was TCU um and West Virginia I scored the game-winning goal and so I think The combination of those two games like was huge for me and then kind of kept that going. But then once we hit the Ohio State game was when I really like hit my stride, I feel like. And after Mm -hmm. that, I was very confident in my play and like Mm -hmm. wanted the ball at my feet on the field, which I hadn't really felt before, like since club.
0: Yeah, right. Well, and how much of it was I mean, it it was touch and then also just did your leg, you know, when did, did your leg feel right? I mean, like, did you feel like you could do what you used to be able to do? I mean, it's really hard.
1: Yeah, I honestly, my rehab was great. Our trainer here is incredible. And so I, when I came back, felt basically normal. I mean, for a while I was wearing my knee brace. And so that like felt a little off yeah. and I wasn't super used to that. But credit to her, like I felt great when I was coming back. And like last year I was behind Ali Schlegel, who is obviously playing in the yeah. NWSL now. So I wasn't super angry about her playing over me. She's a great player and I loved looking up yeah. to her. Behind her, it was a great challenge for me,
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh,
1: and so I think like after she left is when I realized that like I had to step up, and so mm-hmm.
0: yeah, well, and you must be. I mean, it's it's uh, going to a program like that that wins. It always wins. I mean, always making um, the postseason. You both. Think to yourself, I'm a really good player and I belong there. But then, like when you're there, um you have to feel the weight to actually, you know, see that and actually become that mm-hmm. person. I wanted to ask you about the trainer. Is it Andra Thomas? Is that the yeah, person?
1: Andra, yeah,
0: Andra Thomas. So Andra, shout out! I'm, she must have been there when the team started, maybe 29th mm-hmm. year at Penn. Well, no, I mean, but it's
1: she's yeah, she's been a while. I don't know exactly how many years, but she's been with women's soccer for, for
0: 29. Is, it, what, is what I saw. 29. Yeah,
1: I know she's been here since before Coach got here. Um, mm-hmm. But she's great. She's awesome. We wouldn't be who we are without her. So yeah. <laughs> she's <laughs> okay.
0: Well, I was going to – the reason I, I really looked at your assistants and the, your assistant coaches too, and I'll ask you about um, the coaching staff um, in detail a bit later too, but Ann Cook and Tim Wassel and then, like, Kara Cook, who is also in the, in the operations – you must have kind of been familiar with them having to hang out and do your rehab. Like mm-hmm. that must have been a lot of that first year and a half of you are yeah. kind of tight with them or then even maybe the training part of it.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, I was super tight with Andrew my freshman year and sophomore year, obviously, because I was in the training room every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and the coaches would always make the rounds and they would come show up in the training room, see what I was doing. So I always mm-hmm. felt the support from them, which was yeah. great.
0: Yeah, yeah. How did you grow from having to sit out? Because I bet you'd been playing two games a week for, like, you know, 15 years. So, like, yeah. if you hadn't had a, ma- had, you had a major injury before.
1: Um, I hadn't really had anything major. Like, I had small little knocks, like sprained ankles, but nothing that was out for more than, like, three weeks. Yeah. No, so it was a big adjustment. I think when I committed to Penn State, I knew that I probably wasn't going to play much my freshman year just because yeah. – The school I was going to, and that was my decision because I wanted to be, I don't know if you've heard the phrase like small fish in a big sea or big fish in a Mm -hmm. small sea. Like that was what they asked me when I was committing. And I like wanted to be at a place that would challenge me and push me to be better because Mm -hmm. it would obviously help me as a player and a person. Mm -hmm. And so I was somewhat prepared, but I think in a different way, because obviously when I got injured, I wasn't able to train or do any of that. And that was really, really difficult and something I'd never experienced. But Mm -hmm. with the support from my team and my coaches, I always felt like I was like still needed and I still played a role,
0: which Mm -hmm. I thought
1: was huge and helped me a lot.
0: And you're like, trick question, I'm going to be a big fish in a big pond. I'm going <laughs> to do both and we're going to win. And you're like, wow, I've never had a player be so confident. No, that, yeah, I did. But you, I mean, was it part of it too? I mean, uh, people maybe joke about strikers, like, well, like they, they see the game so specifically and it's kind of like narrow, like did you feel like you had a broader, because you had to just watch games and you're, just, you're having to try to like get value out of sitting in film. Normally, maybe if you're in film too, you're like, I want to get through this and get through my mistakes yeah. so I can go play. You didn't get to play. So I wonder if, like, you know, those things were more – you got to get more out of those type of things.
1: Yeah, I gained a lot from it. And it's actually weird because when I got here, they switched me to center back. So I was playing center back for a year and a half. Yeah. I played center back for MTA's WPSL team two years ago, too. And so I was playing center back for a quick second, which was a big adjustment for me. Yeah. Because I've obviously played the nine my whole life. And then Mm -hmm. about five or six games in the last season, they switched me back to the nine.
0: Um, oh,
1: wow. Yeah, so like a few games into the season last year, hmm. so like the first year that I was playing. Um, so that was. A big so you had game.
0: really watched. You were really observing the game from a different perspective. Yeah. That whole time you spent learning the game differently, yeah, specifically directly different. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but I think that benefited me a lot because learning how center backs work and what they look for has mm-hmm. helped me as a forward because I know how to that use was. that to my advantage.
0: Yeah. And no, so I, I, mean,
1: I gained a lot good. from that. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and it is some. I mean, it, it makes sense why right there. People are able to switch because it's rarer than like a wing to an outside back. Because, but like people do that, and especially switching from like levels of play, because you could probably have been a great uh, college center back, but like, what's the peak of your? You know, where can yeah. you be the best of yourself? Yeah, um, yeah, that's interesting. Um, have you had? Have you been the 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 vet, the old vet, helping young people with their injuries now? Because I mean, you. Had to deal with that mentally.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, I try my best. We've honestly had quite a few knee injuries on this team. And so we have a good squad yeah. of us to help everyone. We actually only had one knee injury prior to this fall. And it was a freshman. And so I think it was a goal of mine, especially and a few of my other like seniors and fifth years that have torn their ACLs to like help her as much as possible. Cause it's hard not traveling, especially when like other people in your class are and like staying home or watching from home is really difficult. Mm-hmm. And so I think just supporting her as much as we can was a big goal of ours throughout the season.
0: Yeah, easy for you to be able to relate. What yeah. do you, in terms of, um, I want to ask some other questions after a quick ad break, but to wrap up just in terms of like this year, I mean, a really successful season. We'll talk about the broad overall success Penn State's had, which has been long running, um, but still the only so many times you've made it to an Elite Eight, which you have got to do this year. Um, so when you just think back now, like I said, having a little bit of time, like what are your thoughts about the team and just maybe what stands out to you of like your lasting memories that you're taking with, it, the positive ones, I guess. I mean, also the negative ones, those can be good yeah. motivation as long as you, you know, use them well. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I would actually just ask this a few days ago. When I look back, like I think that our team had, like this overwhelming sense of belief, like from top to bottom. And I think that's what got us where we were. And we always talk about like playing your role and like doing your best, like to your ability, like of doing your role, whether that's like a bench player coming off the bench, a starter, injured, reserved. And I think we value like each role the same. Like it doesn't matter if you're a starter, if you're injured, if you're a reserve, like it all is equal. And I think that, like, everyone doing that to the best of their ability, like, got us where we were.
0: Mm-hmm. Nice. Well, I mean, it's, it clearly, it for you, it ended up clicking right at the right time. So, I mean, it feels good to at least know, like, I'm sure you have maybe some regrets about the NCAA tournament games, but I mean, you can't regret too much. Like I wasn't able to put, you know, my foot forward and and show myself. So that's, yeah. I mean, motivation for next year. Um,
2: Mm -hmm, quick,
0: Quick break to give a shout out to our sponsors. You can see them in our background here. Pence Homes, one of our long running sponsors. I live in a Pence home and multiple of my friends have had such good experiences getting homes from them. Uh, Lydia and Nate are really helpful. They work with Angie at Luminant Financing. They'll help you do remodels, anything you need. And then secondly, Modest Brewing, which we rent more in-person, street team style. I wear it at the Black Art, but they, they give us product. They're a really cool brewery. I work at the world's only queer soccer bar, and they're a supportive person, uh, brand that has clothing that's inclusive. I like that. People at the soccer bar like it. So thank you guys for all of your support for us to be able to cover the women's game. But I mentioned, we mentioned your coach. So the head coach, Erica Dombach, 15 NCAA tournaments in a row. There's gonna, I'm gonna quiz you a little bit on some of these successes (laughs) as well. There's a lot of numbers, so I'll give some, but 15 NCAA, that is crazy. Um, 11 Big 10 titles, multiple time national coach of the year. So how'd you end up at Penn State? (laughs) Seems so random. Why would you choose such a place? The coach um, like that. Oh my god! I did not know. I knew you were successful. I did not know uh, that was the level of of, of success you're looking at. So, yeah. and maybe you felt like, how did you get to Penn State? Maybe you feel more like lucky you get to go. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, I honestly just reach out to a bunch of colleges in my recruiting process and like kind of waited to see who would reach out back. And when I was looking, I knew I wanted to go to a Big Ten school just because I wanted to stay somewhat closer to home. Mm-hmm. Like, that was kind of a goal of mine, but I didn't necessarily want to stay in the state of Minnesota Yeah. because um, I wanted to go explore somewhere new just because I've grown up there my whole life. Yeah. Um, and I reached out to Penn State, and they came to a game at ECNL Florida. And so that's where I actually first mm-hmm. met them, and they saw me play. And I remember one of the coaches, Tim, reached out to me after – and was like we're interested like all this stuff and like wrote this whole email to my mm-hmm. coach dave alberti mm-hmm. and i was in shock because they had won the national championship like the year before i think at that yeah, point. yeah like, like 15, 20-
0: 15 in 2015 or something
1: yeah like, and i think this is 2016 or like maybe mm-hmm. january of 2017 when they reached out to me but like it was just so recent and so i was in shock yeah. because i was like am i good enough to go to a team that just won the national championship like i don't yeah, know yeah um and <laughs> I visited then a few months later and just fell in love with it. I don't know how you couldn't at this place. I mean everything mm-hmm. about it is just amazing and like the coaching staff, I love them to death. Like they mm-hmm. value us so much as like people, which mm-hmm. I loved and wanted that in my recruiting process. And then like the team is the best family I've ever been a part of. Mm-hmm. Um and I think they bring out the best in each other and I saw that on my visit and then Penn State also has some other like really cool things to it. Obviously, the football team's awesome, which is so cool.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: but they have this organization called THON, which I thought was really cool. And it's the largest student run philanthropy for childhood cancer. Oh. So they do this like dance marathon in February every year where <laughs> students will stand for 46 hours straight to raise yeah.
2: money.
0: Yeah, and the
1: of yeah. they raise is insane. And I thought that was so cool. And yeah. so that was another thing that drew me here.
0: Yeah. So just a lot of, I mean, you just felt it got a lot of boxes for you. So yeah. there wasn't any, I mean, cause it's just such a big choice, I guess, in in my mind as a, fa- as a fan and kind of like, you know, viewer, I would have picture, oh, there must've been at least some other, like, did you must've at least visited other schools or did you not?
1: No, I visited other schools. Yeah. Penn State was the- so your
0: parents would make you as well,
1: right? Like- <laughs> yeah. Um, this was the second to last school that I visited, but I honestly wasn't even interested in my last school because I knew I was coming here. Yeah. So I'm glad that I visited other schools first.
0: Yeah, right.
1: <laughs> so I think I would have just come here if I'd only uh,
0: been here. It wasn't at the end of the day, once you visited there, it wasn't It wasn't difficult to do for you in terms of like clear choice. All right. We won't make you list those schools. You can if you want. We like at least the players when they're done playing college. Look, it's no, look, you have to pick between someone. It's like, yeah. you know, it's going to be other big schools. Yeah, but that's uh, it's interesting to hear those stories. Do you have? I, I have it on here, and since we were talking about your the era of you being recruited, and it starts so young, I did look up the 2019 All Metro team you were a part of. Miss Minnesota, by the way. <laughs> lot a lot lot of little ribbons and bells we can talk about with Caitlin, but. I wanted to see how many other players on that team you could. I also have the huge all state list. That's huge, and there's girls from like Bemidji and stuff. I don't know how you'd remember, but the all metro. I feel like the eleven or the and I have the second. eleven. Okay. There's the first team and there's second team. How many do you think you can get? It's twenty nineteen.
1: I think I could get a few.
0: A couple. I, think I don't think I mix
1: that. up which metro people are in.
0: <laughs> right. Well, and people. Um. I will say. Some of the, I think at least a few of the players like didn't keep playing, even like for the people who follow like D2 soccer on our site. Like some of them just didn't play college soccer, yeah. but there's at least a handful. Um, okay. uh, I would say between the two, I mean, there's at least 10 D1 players.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure it was Hannah Pileidol on the second team. I'm pretty sure she was on it with me, or maybe she was on it. Maybe she was on anyway, it in another year. Uh, I wanted to say she was on, because she was on the team with me at Breck. And mm-hmm. so I know that she was mentioned at one point, but I don't. I don't remember if it was the same. It might have been
0: junior year, yeah. Yeah.
1: Um Sophia Bowman was probably on there. Yep. Yeah. Um Good
0: to the U, yeah.
1: Yeah. I don't think is Paige Peltier, like eligible for that. Yeah,
0: she was on that. Yeah. Um,
1: I'm trying to think of who was on my club team that like would have been on it.
0: Yeah, yeah, there might have been a couple from there. I don't know specifically, but no, I mean there's a couple other like people who ended up at the U, like Abby Francis and Kaya Yeah. Claire Gagney is one of the big ones in terms of like she's yeah. a huge star at Brown, who's a
1: killing yeah, it. She's doing so well.
0: They're a huge team. And right. then like, you know, Yelena Zavilich ended right. up at the U. Olivia Lovick's an NDSU person, yeah. Caitlin Hansen and Kelsey Callio at NDSU. So not teams, you don't play NDSU quite as much, but it's a we um yeah, it's a lot of as you'd expect. And then some yeah. other like NSIC standouts. Yeah. Olivia Groutman, who went to um St. Thomas. Yeah. She, yeah,
1: I know her. She played for yeah. Aurora. Um, almost everyone you listed listed was on one of my ACNL teams. Totally. Yeah, everyone, actually.
0: <laughs> so. yeah. Well, the, the Thunder Academy tends to pull them in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and those, otherwise, do you do you I mean, how many times have you you played some probably former high school rivals like in, at Wisconsin and said, like, how many times have you encountered like girls who were your close teammates or, or former rivals and then playing them in college again?
1: Um, pretty often. I mean, Wisconsin obviously has a few, like just played Dara, Allie Fine, Maddie Poor, Maddie East mm-hmm. Like they all played for MTA. So I know them pretty well. Yeah. Um, and we played Wisconsin here, obviously they came to us. So it was fun to play against them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we didn't play Minnesota this year or the year before. So I've never personally played against them.
0: Cause oh I'm yeah. Not. That's funny.
1: Which is really tough. Cause I'm sad. Cause Abby Franzen was one of my best friends in high school. Yeah. So I'm sad that I never got to play against her.
0: Well, and your family never got to get an easy uh, – like you're extended just all of your family and like friends. Never, well, hopefully maybe this fall then. Maybe but this
1: I mean, fall, but I don't know. Crowded. UCLA, USC, Washington, getting all that.
2: Very so crowded. We'll
1: yeah. Um, but they came to us my freshman year, so I got to see them at least when they came.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and obviously Sophia Bowman was on my team for club senior year, and, yeah. so, and so was Kaya. Yeah.
2: Um,
1: and I played with Sadie Harper as well, so I played with a lot of them. Mm-hmm. And Yelena, I played on a summer team with at one point right? because um, yeah. we went to Sweden together. And so I've played with a lot of them. And then obviously, like Northwestern had Lily and Sydney. Yeah. And I both of them as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's cool. It's really cool to play against them because it's like, hey, I know them. Like, yeah. they're doing well. They're being successful, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. It's a funny it's it's easy for people who if they pay attention to what we do on equal time, like it I we hope it makes it easy. It's the whole point is like to actually have some background and like connections like that, because so many of the people who play, even in like the NSIC, will play in summer league teams that we cover and then a lot of obviously the summit league is tons of these players and tons mm-hmm. of your former um Teammates. So yeah, it certainly makes it easy for me to just start recognizing some names and it, it makes the game more fun. Yeah. Um, going back to, to talking just about your coaching staff, because I don't want to just leave it at the numbers of their wins, which says a lot, but yeah. I, lots of people win too. And it's like, but I mean, so for you to explain to, you know, like if you were like when you're done and you graduate and like, you give like the nice speech to like the team at the end of the year about like what, the why the coaches are good. What, what is it about Erica and her coaching staff? Like, y- you could just say they have really good players and they're good coaches and they stay there. So they keep winning, but something must be under the surface that maybe you could shed light on of like what makes them uniquely successful.
1: Yeah. There's so much. I mean, Coach and Ann were actually college teammates, and so they've been with each other forever. Cool. And so I think that connection like brings a lot to our team, and also just like the fact that they're not going anywhere. Like we all know they're not going anywhere, Uh, and that was something in my recruiting process where Coach was talking to me, and she was like, "I'm not leaving here. Like her family's here. Like she has no reason to leave here, and she's been offered like women's national team coaching positions and obviously, assistant coach on the full team. I know has been in the past and has that experience. But I think it's so cool that like this is where she chooses to stay.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but beyond that, I mean obviously obviously they're really good coaches, huge. But like I said earlier, they emphasize the like person aspect of it. Mm-hmm. And I think someone that really focuses on that for us is Kara Cook. Mm-hmm. Um and she's our director of ops and we call her like our glue because yeah. she focuses a lot with us on like the mental game and what that brings to it. And like, yeah. I mean, we have honest conversations with our team, like if something's going wrong, we figure out what it is, whether it's on the field or off the field. And mm-hmm. the people they bring in to talk to us and the resources that we use, like for the mental game, for like our family, for cohesiveness is huge.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I think that stuff shows on the field because they focus so much on it off the field.
0: Mm-hmm. What and what, I guess one way too, I wanted to ask it is like, because when you think of when you think of the worst ways a coach can impact your life, because they have a lot of impact and they can tr- mm-hmm. they control the your whole schedule, you know, except for like you have a week off, but you really should do <laughs> workouts still. Um, so in the in the worst way, it's you know we, what you hear about is like a lack of communication and then like a lack of um, like human humanity in terms of like knowing that you know you're a student and like seeing the humanity in you. So I guess is I guess yeah, is it like something that you could contrast by seeing or what you hear about with friends with other coaches in terms of like being that human value, or is there a way you can describe that? I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to contrast it with the bad stories of coaches we may hear off the record.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean, I've definitely heard bad stories with my friends and their coaches and their experiences with that. And I mean, obviously playing time is super important to everyone here. That's why we came here because we want to get on the field. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think they do a really good job of communicating that to us. And like, we know what we should expect prior to every game. Uh And so like, if I hypothetically was starting for multiple games in a row, and then I wasn't going to the next game, they have a conversation with you. Mm -hmm. I think that's something that you don't find at every school. Yeah, Like they won't go out of their way to talk to you. Yeah, And I also think compared to other schools, the way they like pour into every person on the team is different. Because when I was injured, like, they had no reason to, like, reach out to me or, you know, I wasn't getting on the field. I wasn't benefiting them in any way. But, like, coach would send me a text before every game or, like, would text me at halftime when I was at home and say, like, what do you see? Like, what Um, team? That type of stuff. And, like, the way that she poured into me at that point in my life, like, helped me so much. And, like, it showed me why I chose here.
0: Yeah, that's those little things go a long way, especially when you're like you, when you're dealing with the mental doubt of being yeah. you're doubting yourself, you're doubting, like you said, if you should still be like those things go a really long way. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I could. Yeah, that's not. And then, by the way, all these are things that like affect the professional players, too. I think of covering the game and like the things I hate about professional coaches, too, who, you know, they it's not even like the same thing of like kind of young people and kids. Um like professional coaches don't have these qualities either, of like actual, yeah. you know, communication. And mm-hmm. um, that's cool to hear. She is, I I was so impressed looking up the kind of nuances of her resume too, and you kind of alluded to this, but a lot, part of her staying there, I think, is that clearly she's been able to go off and do national team gigs mm-hmm. of health, either just in the short term, like with, with a tournament, but she's been with the full team. She's coached younger teams. How much of that do you talk to her about? I feel like I would just, I would be wanting to, I, like she went to the, she was a part of the Tokyo Olympics, no?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, she's gone a few times since I've been here and it's actually cool to talk to her about like the players on the team.
0: Well, yeah, and- you'd, that's all you'd want to do is ask.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so I think it's interesting because she has this like insider perspective, but you can yeah. also see like how much of their game that she brings to our game. Yeah. And like it's cool that we can use like similar tactics to them um, and I think it makes us stronger as a team, but also, like the fact that she has that opportunity and still chooses us and we'll get back here in time for preseason, like, yeah, it's so cool to me.
0: yeah, well, its it's pretty good for you guys too. You're like, oh, is it nice to have someone who can maybe put in a good word? who is? Yeah, doing that? yeah it helps us too. So yeah, you're not you're gonna be psyched about it. yeah, I mean, yeah, I would be. I would think yeah, i would just be asking just wanting to hear hear stories you're like just tell me off the record yeah yeah no she uh, told
1: us a ton of stories about the players which was funny and cool Also,
0: well and it was a very um it was a tough t- it's a good it's kind of a good tournament to get insight from because like i was waking up to try to watch those because i happened to be underemployed enough to try to do that and it was a tough tournament right like and they yeah. still got fourth or whatever but like yeah. for them they really under like underachieved you know and so i'm sure she I mean, watching them deal with it and kind of ha- having to take it forward. I mean, it's yeah. which also a lesson in yeah, what failure is for the women's national team is yeah. a lot different than any other team. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> they still did fun. Yeah. Um, who do you? I mean, I could guess, but who do you? If you watch the national team, or you're like asking her, like, who's your favorite national team player to watch?
1: I have a few, and I kind of switch off. I. Well, recently I've really loved watching Mal Pugue, obviously until her injury or Mal Swanson yeah. now. um, I think she's really cool. And I love Sophia Smith as well. Yeah. I think they're both really, really fun to watch. And obviously like in my position, like forward type of thing.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And the way they move on and off the ball has been like inspiring for me. And watching their movements off the ball has actually helped me a lot to like work on my positioning on the field. And mm-hmm. so I like watching them.
0: Yeah. It's, it's a, fun group of like the new attackers with with different skills and it's like because we just had a lot of people like being stalwarts there for so long so it's like this new generation has a lot of space with like Mm -hmm. Tobin and Arpino and everyone and even like Alex Morgan will only you know so many more so yeah it is pretty yeah it's cool to see that we have there plenty of those and like Trinity Rodman everybody they're ready to do it um we were talking before about you're done with finals yesterday. Congrats. Thanks. Major is it is it biobehavioral health your yeah. major so? Yeah. So talk about what, you know, how, I mean you, the thing is you're Richard Jr but you've been in school a while too. So I don't know where you are <laughs> at in terms of like planning your academic future along with your soccer future. But where are you at in terms of the major and How's that
1: going? Yeah, I'm basically done with my major, but I added two minors and then I'm actually taking all the classes for pre-med just in case I end up wanting to go to med school because my major is kind of like that. Yeah. And so I have, I want to say one class left for my major, but then I have like two towards my minor. So I'm actually extending my degree through next fall. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I can just graduate after my fifth year fall. hmm. Um, but I don't know exactly what I want to do after college yet. We'll see, because yeah. <laughs> playing. Nice little
0: backup of having med school as an option. Yeah. Shout out to hey, shout out to the family. Caitlin's doing just fine, guys. <laughs> I love it.
1: Um, because obviously, yeah, if I can keep playing soccer, I think that's my first choice right now. Cool. Um, not sure how that'll change or stay the same mm-hmm. after next fall. We'll see.
0: Well, your timing's pretty good because uh, the USL Super League is slated to start. It's yeah. supposed to start this coming fall. We'll see. That'd be very exciting. And then the WPSL Pro is supposed to start yeah. the next year. And there's a Canadian I, – I say all these leagues all the time so I'm excited, <laughs> but a Canadian women's pro team is slated to start, I think, in 2025 as well. So it looks like your really bad uh, early college season timing it has maybe slid into positive <laughs> timing for a potential yeah. pro career. So that, at least, is nice. Yeah. Um, but nice. That's, uh, well. And congrats, being one of the – many players with uh, impressive um academic regimen along with uh with soccer um but yeah that is nice you extending it maybe like the last semester will be a little more low-key
1: yeah i'll be in like two classes so it'll yeah, be nice a little
0: still still student athlete but maybe like the athletes like a little bit
1: <laughs> a little more athlete my final I,
0: a minor this is a minor detail maybe it's a de- something with the acl I saw as a first and sophomore, you were listed as five ten. Now five nine. Was that is it injury or is it veteran humbleness? You have you have you used to say 5'9, 5'10", because you had some half like nine five and but now you're like you know what I'm only five nine and a quarter. I'm gonna say five nine.
1: I think I've always been five nine. If we're being honest, I'm pretty sure I told our media person five nine too when I came, and so I the think they're just goosing it up a
0: little bit. They're trying I to intimidate. An inch. Well, maybe uh, they were—they're were putting you as a center back. They wanted to list because yeah. they wanted you to be a little more five yeah. ten. They wanted you more not posing.
1: I've always kind of been in between. I usually say five nine, mm-hmm. um, but I actually don't even know what I really am. Like maybe five nine and a half.
0: Yeah, I'm not I'm, sure. <laughs> I'm the perfect uh, height where I can't do it. I'm 5'11 and a little bit. I'm like, that's the dude's lie of saying you're six feet. I could never do it. I never, (laughs) ever do it. 5'11, telling the truth. Um, (laughs) What? Okay. So now a couple little, these are a couple quiz items on Penn State for you, as promised. So I said they've been in the tournament a long time, like many years in a row. I might have made, let it slip. I don't know, but do you know how many many years in real you've now been in the tournament?
1: I think, I know it's in the teens. I know that. I want to. I, say- I might have
0: hinted at the number in another context.
1: I know that's what I'm trying to remember. I want. It say- might
0: be Andra is the she is the reason you've been in the tournament every year. She's been there. You've been in the tournament. That's why I wondered if it was the beginning of it too. But no. Is 29, baby
1: Was it 29? I did not know that. And, uh, I knew it was a lot. I didn't know it was that many. It's
0: you, and yeah. We know, yeah, we know what it is. It's the training. Okay. I mean, in a sport where people there's way too many ACL injuries, I mean the trainers play a big role. So maybe yeah. she she is the difference. Um yes. but yeah, 14 elite eights, most yeah. of any big 10 big 10 schools. And then the other thing I was gonna ask you one of these will be really easy. Um <laughs> but I wanted to ask if you knew the other four of the top five scorers for Penn State this year. So a little difficult because you and Peyton Linahan is right up there with you with ten goals. So that's a, I know that's you have that.
1: Scores. Oh, but you have absolutely. a
0: lot of people who score and assist. And like yeah. so, these are but these are the next three in goals.
1: In goals, um, Mika, Olivia Borgen. I think Olivia Borgen's above Mika. Mika or uh-huh. like.
0: Yeah, Mika and Corey Dyke both have five, and Olivia Borgon has six goals, three assists. Sorry to the rest of Penn State, we could have run through a bunch of you who had four assists and three assists and a bunch of stuff. You guys had a lot of offensive output, but, but yeah, no, you did. I I figured you'd, you'd do okay with that. Shout I mean, out to yeah. her. She's aware. Are you, are you aware? Are you aware? Because you're kind of tracking it through the season of like how well you're doing.
1: I know. I knew Corey scored quite a few PKs, and so I knew she would be up there. And I knew obviously Peyton had a ton. Mm-hmm. And then I knew Borgie, Olivia Borgen, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. had a lot as well because she stepped up for us against Northwestern. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a huge game for her. And then mm-hmm. Mika had quite a few game winners because we'd put her up to the nine with me. Okay. Down a goal. So I knew she'd be up there because she scored a few up there. And she's really good at set pieces.
0: So. Right. Shout out to Mika. Nice.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, that's, yeah. Um, What's your favorite goal you scored at Penn State? Oh.
1: Um, I feel like it has to be, oh, no, I don't know. Maybe the game winner at Ohio State.
2: Okay.
0: That was
1: pretty cool because it was, like, in the last few minutes and we were actually losing in the first half. Okay, cool. I Maybe that cool. one.
0: Because just the context or it was a good goal by, you, like – Probably was the
1: context. Goal. Probably the context of it. Because, mm-hmm. like, we always have a rivalry with Ohio State, obviously Penn State Ohio State.
0: Yeah. Uh, Ohio State sucks. I mean, yeah. <laughs> sorry, um, <Ohio> State.
1: We <laughs> had beaten us last year by like quite a bit it was a bad game yeah um and so I think that was in the context probably my favorite one
0: By I like Ohio State if you have a Minnesota next year happily I'll interview the Minnesota. of course sorry <laughs> but I'm talking to a Penn State player so yeah Ohio State and I'm a Minnesota fan and I actually don't like Ohio State so yeah so um <laughs> What about your favorite goal otherwise? Because you play I mean, you played ECNL, and, like, I'm just wondering, yeah. too, like, oh, oh you like scored overall? a bike one weekend or, like, you know, you something like that. Huh? Oh, geez. I don't
2: know. Or just because it was
0: in a big tournament. You guys also did well as the Thunder Academy, obviously. Yeah. Time,
2: you
0: know.
1: My favorite club goal?
0: Um... Or high school, I mean, yeah.
1: High school might have been – I think I know Holy Angels for high school is definitely my favorite because we were losing 2-0 and we ended up winning 3-2 in this game.
2: Nice. And
1: it was like a similar type of thing. Like the game winner was in like the last like minute or two.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And like that was probably my craziest high school game.
0: Was it in like the Vikings football stadium or something?
1: No, 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 no. Was it, like was, it was actually just against them, but they oh, were just... every year in the first game of the season. Wow.
0: Yeah. And they
1: had beaten us every year. So this was my senior year. That's a shitty
0: game to open the season with. That's tough. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. So that was probably my favorite one for high school. Mm-hmm. For club, I don't know. Maybe like when we went to the Final Four, I mean, that was obviously just because of the circumstances really exciting. Yeah. Um. So maybe one of the goals there. Yeah. I don't know. Probably that. Mm-hmm.
0: That must have been. Yeah. I could only imagine at that, that ECNL Final Four how many. College yeah. coaches are yeah they're emailing after that. Yeah. Um, were you you mentioned uh one of your teammates like taking the PKs for you more? Is that something like I don't think you didn't have any penalty shootouts in your playoffs either conference or like this year. But is is that something you've done before? Like do you like penalty shootouts as as a neutral observer? Like they're kind of fun even if it's like <laughs> a silly thing sometimes.
1: Um, I honestly really liked them in club in high school, and I always took our PKs like, when I was growing up, but I haven't taken one, obviously, since college started. I think I was going to be in the lineup if we went into PKs, I yeah. think. Yeah. I was definitely in, like, the lineup at some point. I just don't know where mm-hmm. in the order. Um, I like PKs, but I think there's a lot more pressure now than I ever felt in club. Yeah. Um, But I think they're cool. I love watching them as well. Like, I loved watching them in the NCAA tournament. Um, yeah. But being in them is a little more stressful. But I think the way we approach them is better than most teams in the country, and I think we go in with a confidence that like allows us to win.
0: So, is- but you, but you said you were you weren't hundred percent sure if you would have been. So it wasn't a case no. where he said these are the five. It's no, more, it's more a case of you have a sense based on just yeah. standing in the team and like yeah. what if he's trusted you before.
1: Yeah, they like don't say well because we never went into them obviously, so they never gave a lineup. Um. But we knew kind of if you were in like the top 10. And then they were going to give the lineup obviously right before. Yes, they're just going
0: to, you think they're going to do the eye test? They're just going to look and see? Cause you do kind of need to do that a bit. I
1: think it honestly did depend like on the game you had. Like if you had missed something else earlier in the game, you know, maybe they wouldn't put you in just like from a confidence level, that type of thing. I'm not exactly sure what goes into it. Interesting.
0: Um, but, well, I, mean, but, I like asking because it's interesting which coaches a lot of coaches like will either get very like you'll have the tournament in practice and then it's like you're the five and then you'd know kind of and then or it's like or they think it's better to not do that psychologically because they have to like make the call on the day so, i'm just interested in it yeah that's of how they but yeah also you just yeah if you win the game you don't have to do Yeah,
1: that was our mindset if we don't like we obviously all practice them they had our whole line that practiced them all the time yeah. That we had everyone take a few after every practice so we mm-hmm. were prepared but there was no reason for us to give a lineup because we didn't want to go into pks
0: mm-hmm. do, so. do you is it a thing where you know like keepers like will talk really big like i used to play some really bad goalkeeper but and but I, like the people who they like when they talk about how they read you and are they reading you or are they just guessing you Caitlin? No. do you think how much like how much are your keepers reading in on on you
1: they're for sure reading us. Like, our, like we know the cues that they look for, and so we try and avoid those. Cause yeah, your hips and your feet.
2: And yeah, your, like the yeah. way
1: you set up, they can, like, read that apparently, which I never knew in, like, clubs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't think club goalkeepers knew that either. I think that's more of a college thing, yeah. so I never had to worry about that. But, like, that's definitely something. Like, when I took my first PK here, Tim was like, yeah, you can't do that. It makes it so obvious. And I was like, okay, <laughs>
0: I won't ask how, what it made it obvious before, because we you still got, we don't want to, bust yeah. we don't want Ohio State, we don't need Ohio State using this next year, Caitlin busting up, yeah, um, speaking of, so also though, like, so beating Ohio State, um, I wanted to ask, where's your favorite place to play, whether that's like, because it's a good stadium, or it was a cool place that you actually got to go, like, I don't know if you got to go to California or anything, or like, you know.
1: I mean, my favorite's obviously here. This is my favorite stadium. Yeah, yeah, we, sure. Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> I mean, I another mean, I mean, I mean game, other place. Yeah.
1: um, We had the Big Ten tournament at the Columbus Crew Stadium these past two years. You did? Sure. Yeah. And that was really, really you cool. mean the new, like the
2: new? Yeah.
1: The new yeah. one, like lower.com. Wow. So when we won the Big Ten tournament last year at lower.com, that was really cool. And I think that's like a credit to the Big Ten because they, provided that for us and it's honestly it's just the women the men don't do that and so i think that's yeah. really cool for them to be supporting us in that way wow. Holy um, that, is cool.
0: that is really cool that's really cool yeah
1: yeah <laughs> so that's definitely the coolest stadium i've played in by a yeah. long shot but it obviously was pretty empty when we played of course
0: i mean because you had all the travel and
1: yeah but it was really really cool
0: yeah. um just getting other... to use the locker rooms right did you get to yeah. change, like, the home right. was it still cool I, don't, I mean it's a pretty new stadium it's like Five yeah. years old or
1: something? Yeah, it's very new. I know, like, last year they were just, like, still getting some stuff for it. Like, I think mm-hmm. it's, like, a few years old, but they gave yeah. us a full tour last year. We kind of got one this year, but, like, we had already been there, so they kind of shortened it a little bit.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, But it was cool. Like, all the lights and stuff and everything they use for the stadium, they showed us all of that. And so that was really cool. And mm-hmm. their locker rooms are really nice. And yeah. I th- I'm assuming we were in, like, the guest ones, too. Like, we obviously weren't wow. in theirs. But – Yeah, you um, probably
0: get it on it, yeah.
1: Yeah, but it was cool, and it was really, really nice for the Big Ten to provide that for us.
0: Nice. How about where's the best game otherwise in the Big Ten? Is there a place that like the fans are the most intimidating, or that there's the best attendance? I mean, there's there's a mix. Like you know, even like the Gophers, it's just a thousand seater Like those will be really you yeah, know, it's a really fun place to see a game.
1: Yeah. No, I've never played at Minnesota. North, obviously. Yeah, yeah. I've Northwestern. seen-
0: Northwestern's yeah. really pretty.
1: Yeah, Northwestern was cool. I don't love turf personally, and so oh, that's yeah. why it's not my favorite because it's turf. Yeah. Um, but on mm-hmm. the water is really cool, and I've seen Minnesota games, and their stands are crazy, which I think is so cool. Mm-hmm. Obviously, haven't experienced that myself. Mm-hmm. Um, the fans were pretty crazy at Michigan. Yeah, when we went there this past year. They were pretty crazy.
2: Yeah. They um, get people
1: out. Yeah, Michigan State also, honestly. Mm -hmm. was pretty crazy. Those, I don't know, their fans are pretty wild. They were yelling at us quite a bit.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What's your favorite uh, sport to go to at Penn State? Do you go to other games?
1: Football is definitely the favorite. I've only been to a few games because we're not really, like, allowed to when we have games. Yeah, you have But obviously, like, 110,000 people in that stadium, you can't beat that.
0: (laughs) That is wild.
1: uh, (laughs) And other than that, I love the hockey games here. Pagula is like a brand new facility. It's a few years old. I don't know exactly how old, Um, but it's super, super nice. And like the men's hockey games, especially sell out. And it's really cool in there.
0: Nice. How about if you were, if you were playing a sport in college that wasn't soccer, would it be hockey? What would you be playing?
1: I played hockey all the way up until freshman year of high school. And then I had to quit for soccer. So I for sure would play hockey.
0: Nice. The, the one thing, just looking on YouTube, Caitlin McBean, I think your dad has an account and maybe there, but I didn't know, I'm not going to look to verify. It was like something like Caitlin playing hockey. And I was like, maybe it's <laughs> Caitlin playing hockey. No it idea. probably was. Craig? No.
1: Craig, yeah, Craig.
0: <laughs> then, maybe, what, then maybe, look, maybe look. It so definitely
1: funny. was me. <laughs>
0: Dad, you did your work trying to get the recruiting video out. Yeah, you know, good on <laughs> you. Good on you. Well, Caitlin, thank you so much for joining. We yeah, love that. we you. appreciate you have, you know, that you're looking to the to the next level, seeing if you can be a pro and you got one more year at Penn State yeah. to do it. Maybe make another run past the Elite Eight. Thank you so much.
1: Yeah. Thank you for having me.
0: Awesome.